Welcome to the Future of Supply Chain, where each episode we'll sit down with entrepreneurs, investors, and industry veterans to discuss innovation, technology, and the most exciting opportunities in trucking and logistics as we build the future of supply chain together. Be sure to head over to podcast.dynamo.vc to keep up to date with our latest content or subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Now, let's get into the show. Here's our host, Santosh Sankar. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Future Supply Chain Podcast. I'm your host, Santosh Sankar. And joining me today is Ilya Leftov, co-founder and CEO of Kraft. Welcome, Ilya. Thanks very much, Santosh. Great to be here. Yeah. Thanks for joining us here. And, um, you know, broad strokes, uh, I'd love to open up with what you and the team are building over at Kraft. We're building a modern platform for enterprise intelligence. And that focuses on everything that's happening in the ecosystem of companies that live around the enterprise. So one of the most important groups of companies that an enterprise has is, of course, its supply chain, all of those suppliers. If you're a Fortune 500, you might have easily 20,000 tier one suppliers. And so a focus of our enterprise intelligence has been on that cohort and helping companies map, track, be aware of, and spot risks living in that supply chain. So, you know, I'd be curious, like, what, what's the founding story of the company? And, and equally, oftentimes, it's tied to the founder. So we'd love to hear how you got dragged into this wild and wonderful world of supply chain. <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't have predicted it. And it wasn't a, a straight linear journey. I started my career in corporate finance, uh, banking at Goldman Sachs, came out to business school at Stanford and discovered early stage technology innovation, fell in love with that. Um, I was a BD person at two venture-backed companies uh, and spent a few years between those uh, on the venture capital investing side with Venrock. Um, I then had one other business development role uh, over in Europe, uh, in Berlin, working with Deutsche Telekom and helping them do business development partnerships with Silicon Valley startups. That brings me to about 2015. I moved from Berlin back to the UK, which is where I grew up, by the way, although spent over 15 years now in the United States. Um, I'd moved back to London in 2015, and something I'd been doing almost every day in my working life for the prior 10 years was looking up information on companies, right? Whether I'm buying from them, selling to them, investing in them, partnering with them, interviewing for them, you know, I needed to look up info on companies. And I thought, this experience just isn't very good. Got 20 browser tabs open. You know, I'm trying to piece together fragments of out-of-date data. Um, I felt it all just focuses, what, what's all, what exists really focuses just on the financial measures, right? You know, revenue, share price, market cap, funding, valuation, things like that. And I thought there's so much more you can know about a company today and should know. So, so that's kind of where the idea started. We, we started crawling and scraping from everywhere we could find information about a company, visiting its own website, uh, extracting jobs data, uh, key team data, social insight, descriptions about the product, then started slotting in as much complementary data as we could. Things like uh, Twitter, SEC Edgar, uh, Delaware State Filings, Companies House in the UK, Customs and Border Patrol, uh, the, the shipping manifest of data of, of imports coming into the US. Then we started adding even deeper, more niche sources like Security Scorecard for cyber resilience and CSR Hub for CSR and ESG data that's super mm. relevant to supply chain people. So, so that's kind of where the company uh, started. It was, it was looking to build the source of truth on companies. You're focused on this uh, theme around supplier management, supplier risk management. 
And uh, if I recall right, uh, you break that down into three modules. Would you be able to uh, clarify that and, and detail that for us? Yeah, 100%. So remember, we're coming from this data platform that spent five years uh, learning how to sniff out and pick up and ingest and structure uh, every kind of signal and data point about a company that you could possibly do, right? Way beyond the financials into the human capital and the ESG and the cyber and all of these different dimensions or lenses of information about companies. And we're doing that globally, right? Uh, millions of companies in the database constantly growing. Um, and, and that's basically our data platform. Now, the key thing is that it's not static that you just check the data once, like, hey, go to that supplier's jobs page once today and tell me how many jobs they've got and who they're looking to hire. Uh, the, the interesting thing is, how does that compare to what it was like yesterday, last week, three months ago, 12 months ago? Oh, now you see that the job openings have plummeted and they're only 10% of what they used to be. Did you also recognize that three executives quietly disappeared from the team page of that company uh, you know, last weekend? So it's this longitudinal tracking that of raw data that gives us signals and alerts when viewed through time. And so those signals and alerts about what's happening with a company or a supplier that could be very important for you to know right now drops down into basically three, these three modules you describe uh, in our overall supply chain management uh, workflow. And so those are supplier discovery, supplier evaluation, and then supplier monitoring. The first of those, so a long list of suppliers that you can search, advanced search filters by any kind of parameter, like where it's located, what it produces, how big it is, so on and so forth. Um, help you discover a new supplier for your existing uh, for your, for your new, existing or new products. Then you got, let's evaluate them, right? So you might have a checklist of 10 or 20 things that need to be true about this supplier. It might involve compliance, ESG, cyber uh, criteria, anything like that. That's in our system helping you with supplier evaluation. And then the third, possibly the most kind of ongoing, is now your 360 degree, 24 seven monitoring of that entire supply chain. Constantly looking to see, did anything just change with this supplier or group of suppliers that could cause a problem for me? And you know how, how do you practically build out these relationships and, and these graphs because you know I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm going back to a previous life where uh, we had a typhoon WIPA, if, I, if I'm pronouncing that right, caused the Fukushima disaster. It, it roiled supply chains. And oftentimes yes. people didn't realize their exposure, like second, third degree. So how do you, totally. how do you practically like map such a complex, ever-changing um, network, if you would? Absolutely. Well, what you're talking about there is multi-tier, right? Which is multi-tier supply chain, obviously uh, a huge dimension of supply chain management near and dear to the hearts of all supply chain professionals. It, it, and by the way, this is also true in all the supply chain disruption in the pandemic, uh, you know, here in 2020. Um, very similar. You know, supply chains broke in large part because there wasn't visibility about who the second tier, tier two, three, four through tier N suppliers are. It's an incredibly difficult problem to solve. Our approach to it is actually the same approach as we take to pretty much every other data set we have, which is to look for every possible available source for that that there may be and layer them on top of each other. So we've got at least two specialist data partners in our platform that do nothing but explore 
supply uh, supplier multi-tier relationships. And they do things themselves through multiple means, but it, it will include for the big public companies, just an obvious uh, approach to, to looking through their filings and pick out using natural language processing, the mention of different companies uh, that one company relies on for certain services. That's just one uh, of, of many um, ideas or, or ways they do it. You know, we've got a uh, tech stack data that actually is a map of different relationships among different companies. We've got we've got uh, tracking of news articles that mention the relationships between companies. We've recently started working with someone that specifically tracks partnerships among companies, and and that too is a clue into multi-tier supply chain. Lastly, it's the idea of asking suppliers to disclose it yourself, which mm. we're starting to do in conversations with our clients that say, okay, we're a very big company, we're using craft to manage our supply chain. Kraft is now given permission to go to our supplier and ask them to fill in who else are they dependent on for a given product line. Now that's not easy. A lot of suppliers resist and don't wanna do that. But, but what I'm describing is this kind of constant push on every front we can bring to bear to, to deliver more insight into multi-tier than our clients can find anywhere else. And, you know, how have uh, your customers dealt with this previously? Because th this is an entirely new paradigm around identifying, uh, monitoring, and managing uh, your supplier relationships. What happened before Craft? Yeah, I very much agree with that. And that's one of the reasons it's been so exciting for us to kind of discover or be pulled into this use case really by clients who found us just by Google searching for information on companies, by the way. And, you know, so our biggest client, or uh, one of them, and a large aerospace and defense contractor, uh, literally the, the data scientist in the supply chain team there was searching in Google for the locations of one of their suppliers and stumbled on the profile on Kraft, on Kraft.co, uh, of that supplier, okay? Um, and, and looks around on the profile and says, wow, there's a lot more and different types of data and it's more up to date than anything our supply chain team is receiving today. Um, and they would be receiving, let's say, credit file reports from kind of traditional vendors of financial data and business identity data. That would be one of the sources. And then this analyst told me that they've also got team, a team of people that would be sitting there subscribing to Google Alerts. And, and just looking through uh, news and tracking manually via the web, uh, key suppliers, you know, the most important ones, the ones that they knew, if there was a problem, that's going to cause a big problem. Of course, the middle of the tail and the end of the, the long tail can't get that attention because if it's 20,000 tier one suppliers in your supply chain, there's no team that can track what we're doing uh, here with automation mm -hmm. um, re remotely effectively, right? So, th so the short answer is that the, the head, the most important suppliers they were tracking manually using outdated legacy incumbent data sources coupled with manual web search. And then as for the middle tail and the long tail, it was just going blind, right? Nobody's yep. tracking it at all, which is obviously a huge danger uh, around tail risk that's that's living in there. So um, what, one other comment here is, of course, that the software that they would be using would be your typical, you know, late 90s enterprise software from the biggest vendors in the world, right? Uh, but what nobody did prior to Kraft was really combine cutting edge data with our own proprietary data platform that's sniffing for these hundreds of different 
data types, um, you know, every minute of every day, combined with brand new enterprise software in our supplier portal um, that's been developed from the ground up in the last one to two years with all of the design principles of consumer design, right? We're very much influenced by uh, Dropbox and Box and Booking.com and even Zillow. As you see on our public website, craft.co, all of that usability flows in, is, is in our portal, very easy drag and drop functionality uh, that people are used to in their home life. Um, it, it's kind of what, what our customers are doing now. And it's just a, it's a different world from that clunky software slash completely manual uh, process they had before and or not monitoring at all. And so, you know, walking through the the experience for a craft customer, if like, you know Santosh uh, Co just signed up, yes. what what is that experience like from initial signing to uh, really realizing value? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It's very very quick. The first thing that we we'll do is we're going to ask, okay, Santosh, what's your supply? Who's your supply chain? Let's start with your tier one. You may have it in an ERP uh, or a spreadsheet somewhere excuse me, let's pull together that list of companies um, and, and bring that in. That's the first document sent to us after uh, the, you know, the, the contract and the NDA. And we'll immediately do a scrub on that um, and, and a kind of deduplication, uh, a bit of master data management, essentially, and then check for coverage. We're typically finding that we'll have, I don't know, 80, 85% of an enterprise's suppliers already in our system with a record. And then there might be 10 or 15%, depending on what sector you're in or what geo your supply chain is focused in, there'll be 10 to 15% that we need to now go get. So we've got a team that specifically does that as part of the onboarding project. It's probably going to be like a week or so until we're back to you uh, with your own uh, craft supply chain management portal, uh, with your own secure identity management, uh, logins as requested for you and your team, uh, uh, accessible simply in the cloud via a browser that's now loaded up with all of those suppliers uh, that you gave us. Um, full in-depth profiles with all of those data points that I described um, and, and then tracking switched on immediately for changes that are happening around that supply chain. Then in the portal, you've got all of these uh, features and functions like advanced search and filter, uh, benchmarking, predictive analytics is coming. Uh, you've got view the corporate hierarchy of this company, uh, this company, look at your supply chain on a map. Um, you've got drag and drop portfolio management to move one supplier from, let's say, the portfolio of, of one colleague to another. And, and all of these essentially SaaS features that are in the portal, and, uh, which we're adding to you know, with every single sprint, uh, every two weeks, new features are, uh, are appearing. But it's ready on day one. We get it to you working, uh, delivering value in the in one to two weeks, um, and then it just keeps getting better from there. And I guess underpinning all of this is uh, this uh, platform that uh, is constantly using both partner data as well as unstructured data to to surface risks associated with your suppliers. And as your supplier base grows, uh, I, I as a customer can equally update. That that tier N relationship is that absolutely is that fair? Th that is very fair. We love to work in in frankly a really close consultative kind of way 
with uh, our, our clients. You know, our large enterprise clients, these are, these are Fortune 100s and these are government and, and military departments, the biggest mm -hmm. enterprises in the world, essentially. Okay. And our, our view, especially because of, you know, where we are, you know, we see ourselves very early still in, in the long journey, um, in long, exciting journey in this space. We're learning so much from our clients. Um, and so we love to work very, very closely with them. And that means that we are co in constant dialogue. Uh, we'll have our product team talking directly to end users and business managers at the enterprise every week, every single week without question, constantly. And, and the, um, the two main types of information we are absorbing from our clients, from, from you in this example, are number one, the constantly changing nature of the supply chain. So new suppliers being added and perhaps older ones rolling off. So yes, as, the part of, as part of the service, the actual list of suppliers is never static, constantly evolving, and, and we roll with that. That's absolutely part of the package. But the second aspect of, of it, of the learning, and the sort of close engagement is around the specific measures and metrics of risk that apply to your particular business. And as you can imagine, that's a little different for you know, a top 10 big pharma company that we're working with versus a Fortune 100 uh, so aerospace and defense contractor that I mentioned earlier, right? It's just the nature of the supply chain, the products puts emphasis on risk in different places. And we work closely with the client to understand, okay, where, where do we think is the head, the middle and the tail of the risk? Uh, what are the kind of benchmarks and metrics that we want to set as thresholds that then create triggers and flags. All of that, um, because it's such early days for this kind of advanced and automated supply chain risk management, we don't see that as an out of the box thing that's just sort of done, set it and forget it. We see that as a learning journey to do both with the client, for them to learn about their risk in new ways they haven't been able to assess it before, but also for, for us to do that and, and for the two of us and our client to do it uh, very much jointly together. And so what are some of the, the benefits your customers have, have seen and been able to quantify upon implementing craft? Yeah, 100%. I mean, straight, straight off the bat, the, the, the fact that they are, they've now got a single place to go for bang up, validated, up-to-date, holistic view, 360 view of all of their supply chain versus, compared to the hopelessly fragmented uh, inconsistent uh, flow and process I described earlier, you know, is a massive savings of time. It's of course different at different clients, and they they don't they haven't got the calculator with which they said, well, we you know we used to spend you know uh, three thousand person hours on this over the last few months, and now we've got it down to a few hundred. We are, by the way, constantly looking uh, uh, to measure usage and drive towards those ROI um, uh, quantifications. But it, you know, it's it's a big nebulous uh, problem and and what's clear is that the efficiency value there is in the ballpark of 10x you know it's not even close uh weeks into using us the feedback we're typically getting from the clients is we can't believe how quickly craft evolves week to week with new features and new insights based on our jointly working together and and we can't you know sort of thank you enough for the usability and, uh, and the quality of the user experience that the end users, the ground level uh, people logging into the system are having. Um, uh, so it's, it's the quality of the user experience, it's the efficiency uh, of uh, reduced time, but then ultimately it's also the quality of the, of the risk management that's coming. When we can flag up to 
uh, an enterprise that here's a supplier that has that's exhibiting uh, when you look at four different data streams together, right? A financial ratio bankruptcy score as table stakes, like a Z score, coupled with some strange uh, observations we're making in in their hiring of the company, how it's it's dropping, and high management turnover, coupled with negative uh, customer sentiment that we're observing about this supplier. Those four things taken together, any one of them, you know, might not really. Uh, alert you to something. You look at all four of those things happening together, and we will put them on one screen for you in our portal. Uh, and, and you say, oh my goodness, I've got to go take a look at that supplier. And we've had an example about what, a little over a year ago of a massive uh, primary uh, company you know, in metals, basically, way upstream in the value chain that went bankrupt basically over a weekend. Um, and all the credit files about that company were saying, hey, medium risk, nothing to see here, no big deal. We could see these four streams together all looking heavily negative uh, and spot that as a warning and alert. Mm. You know, it's difficult to say how many millions of dollars or tens of millions you can save for a company by letting them know that risk before the company actually went bankrupt, gives them time to find alternative suppliers and avoid you know, the kind of fallout that happened uh, in supply chains, uh, you know, in the example you gave earlier with the typhoon and, and, and the Fukushima disaster. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as as we look ahead, where does craft sit as we consider the future of supply chain? <laughs> yeah, well, well, we feel privileged to be a, a part of this industry and this sector uh, and this community. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, the origin of the company was really just, just creating the source of truth on companies, whoever they may be and for whatever purpose. This use case around supply chain in large industry, in large enterprises, being something that we discovered in the last two years, uh, you know, heavily with the support of professionals in, in the supply chain. We're just thrilled to be here and to discover a market that's got you know, uh, such big and important strategic needs at the very heart of enterprises and the digital transformation that they are all doing in one form or another. And they're all, all these big companies are in different stages of that evolution in the digital supply, uh, digital transformation. And, uh, and supply chain is really at the core of that. So we're excited to be right here. We love this, this audience. We're a member, by the way, of a great group um, that I'd recommend to anybody in the space, the Digital Supply Chain Institute that was founded by Sam Parmazano. Uh, the, the former CEO and chair of IBM from about 2002 to 12, who obviously understands how central supply chains are. We've been a member of that group, uh, DSCI, since early 2019. That's just brought us into so many conversations with supply chain people. Uh, we want to be on the cutting edge then for them uh, through all of these means and products and features and approach to problem solving that I've described here. Uh, we see ourselves as on the cutting edge of, of a particular part of supply chain, not all of it by any means, but the part of it that relates to uh, managing and monitoring of the supply chain, really understanding it, being able to get your hands around it and understand who is my supply chain essentially, and where is it? And if I want it to change in these different ways because of perhaps a trend towards nearshoring or onshoring that might be happening, you know, how do I visualize what I want my supply chain to look like 24 months from now? And then how do I most efficiently do that journey from where it's today to where I want it to be in two years? Craft, we want to be the, the technology uh, platform that 
most helps you do that, that, that drives and guides that journey for you uh, and doing it by being this unique blend of data on the one hand with software as a service on the other, you know, combined in this completely new, uh, new and unique way. Yep. Yep. Well, with that, Ilya, it was great to have you on here sharing what you and, and the team are building at Craft, and uh, look forward to seeing how you continue to bring this source of truth uh, amongst suppliers and supplier management. <laughs> Thank you very much, Santosh. Really thrilled to be here. Love your podcast. Craft.co, um, our website for anybody that that would like to learn more. And uh, thank you again for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review and tell us what you liked. And be sure to head over to podcast.dynamo.vc to keep up to date with our latest content or subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Until next time.